0: Welcome, Brilliantistas, to another episode of our Brilliantista podcast. Let's just start off by saying today's guest, Tahani Denise, is going to blow your mind. Honestly, I have interviewed a few people in my day, and when I got to meet Tahani, the thing you'll see and you'll hear from Tahani is she is willing to share her story without the filter. So you're going to hear some pretty raw conversations. So as we do here on these Brilliantista podcasts, We really want to open up. We are not here to show you or to share with you some fluffy story that's going to make someone, ourselves, basically feel better, but to truly help you to feel better about who you are and to understand you are not alone. So. Um, In this interview, we're going to talk a lot about the power of believing in other people. If you're working and building a business or you're building a team, how important it is to the success of your company or to your business to Truly believe in people and her story and her life all really did start by someone who believed in her. So it's so important for us to talk about that, but also about culture, about community, and really what she's doing. She has built a successful business in the network marketing space and using social media. She's going to talk to you about some of the do's and the don'ts of how to utilize the social media platform to build and expand. And if you're in any business, any business at all, social media is probably a big part of your marketing strategy. So as a marketing strategist, I want you guys to hear it, not just from me, but from other people, how you're going to utilize it. She will open up in a big way, and I can't wait for you to hear it. And one of the things that I know that a lot of us struggle with is we're looking for purpose and we're looking for meaning in life, and she really has some great things and some great insight for us to all hear and learn from. So I can't wait for this interview to get started. So let's dive in. You're listening to the Brilliantees to Podcast, where women elevate women who desire success in business and life. Each week, I'll share valuable insights, actionable steps, and powerful interviews with brilliant women who open up to share the wisdom, tips, and strategies behind their success, helping you to elevate your own. I'm your host, Sherry Custer, a stay-at-home mom who built a seven-figure business with zero experience, but the willingness to figure it out. Today I am so excited to introduce you to our special guest Tahani Deneep and she is somebody I had an opportunity to meet a while back when I was in network marketing and her and I have... We, you know we have kind of a an, a unique connection, and having an opportunity to get to know her as well as get to know her story, she was one of the people that i one of the women that I wanted to bring on to this brilliantista podcast to share her story and as you begin to listen and hear her beautiful, beautiful transformation, and as she stepped into grace of loving herself and an opportunity to love women as well. So Tahani, would you share with our wonderful audience here on the Brilliantista podcast a little bit about yourself so they can get to know you before we dig in?
1: Yes, absolutely. First of all, Sherry, I just have to thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak here and just for creating this platform for women. I think it's so important that our stories are heard, that We have an outlet and just a space to be really real and authentic with people. So thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Um, So again, my name is Tihani Dineef and I live in Honolulu, Hawaii. I'm born and raised in Hawaii. I live here with um, my amazing husband, Luke, who is an artist. We run um, an art business together out here in Hawaii. Um, we are dog parents. We have a dog named Boo and she is six years old. She's the cutest thing. If you follow me on any of my social platforms, you'll know her whole life story. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm a network marketer and a business owner and um, I've been in network marketing for the past six years. It's kind of a, it's been a really interesting and crazy journey and how I got here. My past is in bartending and cocktail waitressing that is all I've known since I graduated from high school I have worked in uh, retail for a hot minute but majorly in in the restaurant and nightclub and bar industry and I did that for eight years of my life until I was 28 years old I started working when I was 20 because I was going to college dropped out of college by the way I I moved to Honolulu from Kauai Kauai is an outer island, a smaller island, a real small hometown feel. And I always wanted to move back to the city to go to school. So I came here. I had a little bit of family here. My dad and my grandma came here to study pre-med. Kind of crazy. And I knew shortly into it, I started looking at my schedule and looking at what the next four years, five years, six years, seven years, eight years of my life would look like. And I was like, no, there has to be a better way there has to be a better way. And growing up, I always kind of knew like, I remember watching my mom and my dad go to work and always thinking like, why do they have to work? And why do we spend most of our time away from people that we care about? Like at a very young age, it's kind of crazy. I was questioning these things like, why do I have to be in school for eight hours and see my parents for two hours in the evening and then go to bed and do it all over again. And we would only have weekends together. And it just never made sense to me. So that was from when I was a little girl, like in kindergarten. <laughs> but um, so I always knew that I was kind of made for more or created for a different purpose, kind of to, to pave my own path, if you will. And so I ended up dropping out of college in my second year of pre-med and um, got into kind of the party scene. And that's where it, it, things got a heavy. I got into cocaine and ecstasy very early on. I think I was, again, 20 years old, 21 years old, and met my boyfriend, now husband at the time, and we just partied together for eight years. Drugs, cocaine, alcohol, every, I can't say every single day, but that was kind of what our life revolved around and what we spent our money on. And I remember it was my 28th birthday. I had a bunch of friends over to my house to celebrate my birthday. and. We would find any little reason to celebrate and do drugs. So my birthday obviously was one of them. (laughs) And I took, I don't know what I took, actually. I thought it was ecstasy, but I started freaking. It it wasn't the same feeling that I was, that I know to be normal when you're high on ecstasy. And I knew that it was laced with something. So I started freaking out. I had to go upstairs and lay down and told Luke, my husband, boyfriend at the time, um, that I I think something's wrong with me. I'm just going to go lay down. And he he came with me and laid down with me. And I ended up falling asleep and I thought I was going to die that night, which is thinking about it now and saying it now, it's like, Oh my goodness, why didn't you get to the hospital or something like that? But that wasn't the first time that that had happened, but 28 years old. And I woke up the next day, Thinking, I am 28 years old. I feel like death. I look like death. What do I have to show for myself? Where did my life go wrong? How did I get here? I remember just feeling super, super depressed that day. And I got on my knees that night crying. My husband, Luke, was at work. He was also in the industry bartending and things like that. So he was at work. I got on my knees and I prayed, Jesus. God, if you're real, give me a new life. I can't I can't go on like this anymore. And shortly after that, um, this was in February 6 years ago. Shortly after that, a friend of mine on Facebook, I had never met him. We were from he I know that I knew of him. We grew up on the same island, went to the same high school. He was a little bit older than me. And he started Facebook messaging me about losing weight and earning a free BMW and I was like, "What the heck is this guy talking about?" And he wouldn't leave me alone. So a couple of weeks later, I just I was negative. I was actually negative four dollars in my bank account. And he called me, and I, I just decided to answer the phone that time. I said, "You know what? I remember the road that I was driving down. I remember I was driving an illegal car at the time that had no registration, no insurance. I didn't have a driver's license." negative $4 in my bank account about to be negative $30 because they charge you the $30 overdraft fee. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to answer his call because at this point, what do I have to lose? I don't even have money to buy whatever he's trying to sell me. So I'll just answer. And I answered and he gave me his pitch and I said, you know what, I'll meet up with you. So I ended up meeting up with him that night or that afternoon. I remember sitting in his living room and he, just him drawing the sticks and circles. If you're in network marketing or MLM, you'll know what I mean. So he drew the business plan for me. That was the first time that someone had seen something in me that I couldn't see from in myself at the time. And that was the first time my hope had been reestablished. And so I said, you know what, I, I trust you for some reason, and I'll call you later tonight and I'll have the $500 to invest. And so I invested the $500 and, um, started my business that night, woke up the next day and it was like the addiction to drugs and alcohol and everything completely. It was as if I had never touched any of that in my whole life. I didn't have a craving for it. I didn't think about it. I didn't even realize that it was gone. It was just, I was just excited and focused on my business. The bondage from all of that addiction was, was, was finished right then and there. And so, that's wow. how I ended up here. <laughs>
0: wow, 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 wow. We have some mutual experiences um being in the same company, but I know that your start did not start in the company that that you and I met in. Mm-hmm. You meet this person and this person, like you said, you know, saw something in you that you did not see before, which you and I both know that that seems to be one of those things we need. We need when we're looking, you know, when we're seeking, you know, somebody who believes in us before we can believe in ourselves. Mm -hmm. But there was something, there was obviously something in you that in whatever he might have said that helped
1: you to believe
0: in yourself. Do you remember maybe what he might have said that made you say I can do this?
1: Um, you know, I don't remember his exact words, but I remember the way he made me feel. Nobody had ever taken the time to sit with me and say, hey, I believe in you. Or even to make me feel like, hey, I believe in you and you have a purpose on this earth. And this is something, if I can do it, you can do it. And and that was true. Like I looked at him and I said, if he can do it, <laughs> I can do it. And I think that's, that's one of the most important things when starting a business, it's, getting around people that are just like you or getting around people that you could share stories. And it was shortly after that meeting, I joined the business and um, he brought me to my first event. We had a regional event. The company was in Momentum at the time. And so we had a regional event in Hawaii, which is like very, very rare in network marketing to have regional events in the islands because it's so far away from everything else and everybody has to travel so far and all that stuff. So, But we had a regional event here and I remember... (laughs) Seeing people come out of being homeless, sharing their stories of how they too were addicted to drugs, and women who just pulled themselves out of it, and I looked at them and I said, "If, if she can do it, then I can do it." But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't remember exactly the words he said, but I for sure remember the way he made me feel, and I think that's that's what people remember. It's not mm-hmm. really what you say; it's how you make people feel. And so when I bring people into my business now more so than ever, I'm always trying to be conscious of how am I making this person feel? How can I uplift this person? How can I let them know that I see something in them until they see it in themselves? And so Mm -hmm. I hope that kind of answers your question.
0: Absolutely. And you're absolutely right. I'm going to just restate what you just stated, which is people, you or yourself included, do not remember what people said. You remembered how he made you feel. Mm-hmm. And that is definitely one of those important life lessons that we all need to remember that it's even the smiles, right? We can, we can put a big smile on our face and just smile at someone and we're not even saying anything, but how do we leave them and how do we make them feel?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. You were in network marketing and then what happened? Talk to me and talk to our audience about what happened and, and what was going on in your world?
1: Yeah. I got really passionate about health and wellness because I had the transformation in myself. So the first company that I joined was a weight loss company and things kind of started to go downhill with that. Um, so I was looking for another company that that had kind of the, the product that I could stand behind. And so I joined my second company and shortly after that, actually, let me take it back to my first company. I was introduced to two women that I really looked up to. And I was like, if I could re-sign up, I would sign up under them. And when I left that company, I always I was following them on Facebook and kind of seeing what they were up to and had started in my second company. And But again... I I just really felt like God had been calling me in in a different direction. It wasn't an easy decision. And so I kind of started looking at different companies and different leaders. And this time with a little bit more wisdom and a little bit more experience and knowing what to look for in a company and in mentors, I found the two women had left the company that I had started my, my first company, I don't want to mention company names or names of people. I saw that they had left and joined my current company. And so I said, so I started to take a look and I did research and I prayed about it for a long time. <laughs> and I made the move about 25 months ago. I think it was July, 2016, when I moved to my current company now. And that's how I met you. And, it, and I got off to a great start. I knew that God had called me here and I knew that I was in the right place at the right time. But what happened was over the next year or so, I just, being in church and being a Christian, I felt like I wasn't making an impact for God and an impact for his kingdom. As you know, like he brought me into network marketing. A year later, I gave my life to Christ. And so I know that I've always known that from the beginning that I've had, I have a very high calling in this industry. But just being in, in church culture and in church setting, you know, it's we get applauded when when you let people know, like, oh, I'm starting a ministry or I'm starting this. Um, I'm a youth leader. I ended up becoming a youth leader and got all the cheers and claps and recognition and things like that. But when you tell people I'm starting a business, you know, I think the church really kind of doesn't have a good foundation in how to partner with businesses. So it's not as recognized or there's no equipping into how to equip entrepreneurs for that. And so I really found myself at this tension like, do I just go all in and start ministry and do that full time and get paid for that? Or do I continue in with network marketing? And so I was at a crossroads and I let my upline know, hey, I'm I'm leaving the company and I was interested in some products in another company and things like that. So I dabbled for a little bit, but it was more so of a, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm called to do. It was just the season of confusion. And I'll be honest, I was depressed. Um, And it's really, really hard to lead a team and to pour into people when you feel like you have nothing to give. So that's kind of where I was at. And thank God that my upline was so gracious, and she said, "You know what, Titi, I just, I love you. You do your thing, do what you need to do. Let me recommend some people for you, um, but I'll always be here as a friend." You know, I thought about resigning and turning in my papers for the company, and God just said, "No, don't do it. Hold on. Let's work on some things." And so for eight months, I kind of went through this heart surgery with God, and really this healing and praying and, okay, Lord, I just want to do what you put me here to do for this time, for such a time as this. And so this was last July, actually, where I stepped away from that business. And but my upline had kept in touch with me, we became really good friends from me stepping away. And she was always praying for me. And I started praying for her and going back to seeing something in people that they don't, they don't see in themselves. You know, I really start to question, am I an entrepreneur? Can I really do this again? I had, you know, some pretty good success in my second company. And in my third company, it was a little bit more of a struggle. So she ended up messaging me one day, Hey, I have, you know, I'm not sure if you'd be interested, but I have an extra ticket to the most powerful women in network marketing event. And if you want to come, you can come. It's a VIP ticket. Mind you, a VIP ticket for that event is like over a thousand dollars, I think. It's crazy. And she said, you know, you can just come and hang out. So I said, okay, I'll come. It's a free ticket. I started to feel in my spirit that I needed to be around creative people, around driven, not that people in the church aren't driven, excuse me, but I needed to be around women that are building businesses. I just started to feel that in my spirit, that lack or that yearning. I was praying and she answered, I got the message a couple of days later and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it because I, I was just praying for this. And I ended up going to that event and that was where God spoke to me and he reminded me like, no, I've called you to this, to this industry. I've called you to this business. That's where I am now. So I kind of relaunched my business and I have to mention like during the eight months that I took off um, my business tripled (laughs) so that's if that's not a sign I don't know what is yeah (laughs) definitely a good thing so um, and that's kind of where I am now and I'm you know I've I've just being in this tension and being in this spot of I don't know which way to go church or, or, or entrepreneurship it's like No, I want to empower women. It's okay if you want to be in the church and if you're called to that, but you do also have a purpose beyond the church walls. And so my whole thing is, and kind of what I'm working through right now is how can I empower women to discover freedom and purpose beyond church walls? Because I know that a lot of women in the church kind of, you know, it's, if I'm not serving 20 hours a week, or if I'm not doing this, and if I'm not performing this way, then I'm not quote unquote Christian enough. And I think that's a lie. Oh,
0: powerful. Yeah. Not Christian enough. Yeah. Not Christian enough. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. I just, that, that just caught me like, ah, okay. First off, I just love that you, you're, you're willing to be open. Mm -hmm. When, when we started this, the concept of this podcast, I really wanted this to be an opportunity for raw conversation, Mm -hmm for people to get the, 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 the nuggets. Yes. Mm -hmm. The wonderful takeaways that we can take away, but also just to hear kind of the struggle of thought, the struggle of the journey. Mm -hmm. And even though it's hard for people to completely understand where you're coming from, there are going to be people who will listen to this podcast, who will completely relate to what you're going through, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's the story, Tahani, the, the story of that pull, the pull that you're experiencing of the back and forth. And I, and I know for myself personally, gosh, that's there. That's real. And I know that other women are going to feel that as well. And you saying not Christian enough and, and whatever religion anybody may be, whatever that might be, not feeling like you're not doing enough in that arena yeah. So I'm definitely wanting you to go further into uh, what you ultimately translated this experience it, um, that you were having. But I want to just dive just a little bit before we get in there. Mm-hmm. You, you're you going through all of this and you're going into, um, as you said, depression. You were you know depressed and uh, seeking and trying to find answers. And mm-hmm. I know the whole time you were... I have no doubt you were praying Mm -hmm. on a daily basis, if not hourly basis Mm -hmm. for an answer. And a lot of times we want the answer to come Mm -hmm. like now today and they don't always come. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then this opportunity coincides with you praying for someone to reach out to you and say, you know, come with me to this event Mm -hmm. and I I know that even for myself, there is always this pull to, to do something, to serve in some capacity in some way, and and then not really understanding always which way to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What would you say before you go into what the transition was, what would you say was pulling at your heart prior to, like even sitting through that event, what kept pulling at you? What was the thing that lit you up? outside of the church, outside of going in and doing any of that service? What was lighting you up?
1: Yeah, um, that's a great question, actually. So I think, you know, what really makes me come alive is to see women see themselves the way that God sees them. It was so huge for me to even begin that process to see myself the way that God sees me. And so that's really what, you know, sitting through that event, I was like, And it it was really cool because I've been to many um, events in network marketing. I've been to a couple different industry events and to see women really step into their identity and step into who they were created to be and step into their confidence, you know, super messy and all, and, and letting people know, like, this has been a journey for me and really seeing that freedom and purpose come alive. That's what I... What i what I took away from that event really seeing that freedom and purpose come alive. I think when it comes down to it, all anybody ever wants is freedom and purpose. That's what we want freedom emotionally, spiritually, uh, uh, physically, mentally, and, and, and purpose for our lives, whether it's being a mom or a business owner or serving in church. Um, I was just having a conversation yesterday with my with my best friend, who's a social worker, and she works with elderly people and just how she's having this converse, these conversations with them, and they really feel like they have no purpose. And when it comes down to it, it's freedom and purpose is what we all want. So um, I know that I found that kind of freedom and that kind of purpose um, through starting a business and being in, in, in this industry. So I hope mm-hmm. that answers your question. Oh, my gosh! Absolutely. Yeah. As a person mm-hmm. who
0: has walked through the doors of network marketing, I just want to say it's as if it's it's laid out for you. It's laid out for you to to invite and to love on people, bring them to be surrounded by people who lift them up mm-hmm. and it's a business. At the end of the day, it's a business, but everything is what we make of it. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Absolutely. Would you say that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, it is it is a business. We're selling a product or service. We're making money. We're, we're helping other people start businesses. We make money off you know their efforts. But really, when you really peel the layers back and you take it apart, it's so much more than that it's Mm -hmm. like I like I keep saying it's seeing who people really are
0: yeah
1: I mean look at me I was a bartender cocktail waitress, had no experience in business whatsoever college dropout and here I am you know and so it's really set up I believe for the average person granted you stay consistent you persist you grow your skill set to make an extra 500 to a thousand dollars a month and really that's that's all most people want an extra five hundred to a thousand dollars a month, and at the same time, you know, really loving on people and really forming these relationships and building this community and this culture. And that's probably one of my favorite parts of being in this business is really building communities and building, you know, being a part of a culture and being a part of something that's so much bigger than just me. Mm-hmm. And so it's been a, a neat opportunity for me to love on people and they notice something different about me. And it's an opportunity for me to share my faith. Or if I don't share my faith, it's just loving on them and just letting them know, hey, I believe in you and I love you.
0: So yeah. yeah. Wow. And you do it so well. <laughs> Thank you. It, it's like 10 minutes of a conversation with you. is just so softening. And you, you're pouring love. I can tell you're pouring love. You pour love and In every conversation you and I have ever had, Mm -hmm. even though it hasn't been as many as I would love to have had. (laughs) Um, Busy women, busy lives. Yeah. (laughs) You have such a great way of just pouring love on people. So doing it well. I'm curious if you wouldn't mind sharing what are the the top priorities that you have when deciding on a company to join?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. That's a good one. So I've been thinking about this a lot lately and I've ha- you know, in joining different companies, I'm um, being part of three different companies, actually four, but the fourth one was just kind of a dabble and didn't really do much with it. But, you know, having been in the industry for the past six years, I think the, my top priorities or, or the key things that I'm looking for when I'm joining a company is one, does the product or service, is it something that I can be passionate about? And is it affordable for people? I was in my second, in, My previous company prior to the one I'm with now, great product, but... At the same time, it was super expensive for just a 10 day supply. So, you know, it was at times I felt bad asking grandma for $200 or whatever it is for her to eat for 10 days. So, product that people can stay on that's affordable and that you can be passionate about, I think, is one thing. And in turn, that creates retention. I think retention is huge in our industry. If you don't have retention and if people aren't ordering product every month continuously, then you kind of have a job. You don't have a business. You don't have that residual income that we're all working for. So that's, key for me when looking for a company. And then number two is really the culture that you're getting into. I was just having a conversation with, with a girl the other day and how important culture is when you're bringing someone in. Is it a culture that you'll be proud to bring your friends and family into? Is it a culture that is professional? Is it a culture that has the same morals and values that you believe in or that you uphold in your own life? Is it a culture that, yeah, that you, you can feel good about about sharing with people. And number three is mentorship and leadership. Are the people that you're partnering with gonna be there to walk with you every step of the way? Do they have experience? What does their character look like? Do you know anything about them? That's another huge thing for me, is 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 really character building and being surrounded by people with, with good character is huge. So I, I would say those are the top three things. There are more, obviously, but those would be the top three things that that I look for off the bat or that I would look for right off the bat.
0: In all of that, you did not talk about, and I'm not going to say, you know, it's a bad thing or a good thing. You didn't talk about money. You didn't say, oh, compensation plan. You didn't talk about timing. You didn't talk about some of the top, let's call them top categories that some companies will talk about a lot Mm -hmm. when they're basically sharing the story of the company. Mm -hmm. You really talked to this connected feeling, this feeling that it had to align with you. Yeah. The product had to align with you. The, the culture of the company had to align with you. The mentorship had to align with you. It seemed like the, you, were, you needed to feel in alignment with those categories. Is mm-hmm. that, would that be right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because I think at the end of the day, it's like, can I go to sleep at night knowing that I'm building something that matters? that I'm bringing people into something that has a purpose that I'm showing people that this is really a better way, of course, but um, it's, can I, can I sleep at night? I've been a part of, you know, I mean, I don't want to bash any companies, but I've been around a couple companies that it just didn't, it just wasn't in alignment with who I am and who I was and what I believe. And it doesn't need to be a Christian company, but just, you know, character, good morals, good values, that kind of stuff. It's it's super important. And and I think it's who you surround yourself with as well that it eventually will take a toll on you spiritually, mentally, emotionally, even physically. So, I think that should be the foundation of at least for me what I look what I would look for. Yeah.
0: So, let me ask you a question. You just said something, the company that you are with, mm-hmm. is this company a a Christian company or is this company very multidimensional? I
1: think it's it's very multidimensional and very accepting. Um, Our team, you know, that's one of our, our values is being accepting of everyone, everyone, no matter your sex, race, religion, sexual preference. It's anybody's welcome here and we're going to love on you, love on you no matter what. And so that's kind of the foundation so I wouldn't say that our company is a Christian company. Um, we have we have I have a lot of people on my team that actually aren't Christian, which is super cool. So, yeah, I
0: just wanted to point that out because I know you when you were starting off and you were saying how you were looking for something, a, a way to to serve, a way to to carry on your. Um, your service, and I just wanted people to know that this was not something you, you didn't make this decision solely based on looking for an opportunity to step into something that was, in fact, just regarding you know Christianity, and that you really were you know looking to connect to um, on a greater scale. Absolutely. So I I do want to just give a quick shout out because I think that the thing that I learned from the team from the culture that you um, are so blessed to be a part of Mm -hmm. really was the mentorship, because I think that a lot of people step into a company waiting for somebody to step in and and to provide what is necessary for them. Mm -hmm. And what I love about what the team culture is that you are a part of really is that it was created. It was something that you can create. And so for, for people that are out there who are in direct sales or in network marketing, I just want to let you, let you guys know, you can create the culture Uh that you want for your team and, and find as many people who align with your vision and your belief and just Just partner up with them and just bring them, you know, into one unit so that you can create that, that loving environment, because that's something that a lot of people like Tahani and myself, when looking for a company, that's what people are looking for. They're looking to belong to a loving, caring, real, authentic community. So it's not something you have to look for. Uh, You can create it as
1: well. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I know so many women who dabble a little bit in a direct sales company or a network marketing company, or at least purchase products mm-hmm. through one, mm-hmm. even if they're not themselves engaged in it. But as a business for women who are looking, like you said, you know, whether it's making an extra $100, $500, $1,000 a month, whatever anybody's looking for. I love for people to hear your story as well as the perspective you have on on this whole culture and this whole environment and what it's brought to people, mm-hmm. but for them to know like these are real women. These are real women with real desires and that it's, it is real. It's not a pretend business by any means yeah. and it does take work. What would you say are some of your go-to tools, like the tools that you use, the resources that you use? that have helped you build your business and build your team and and help you build community. What would you say are some of those?
1: First and foremost, I mean the team that, that I'm a part of, we have a private portal that the people that I've partnered with, I mean, they've made it so easy and so simple for anyone to come in, anyone with a Facebook page to come in and really succeed. So I love Facebook. Facebook is probably my number one tool that um that I rely on to build my business. Uh when I came into the industry it was all home parties and Facebook was just kinda it back then it was like buy my product and posting on my business opportunity all over Facebook and getting unfriended and blocked and all this stuff. But you know, the industry has really evolved, I think, in really leveraging the power of the internet and the power of social media. So social media and really building my brand around that is, has been huge for me. Number two is really staying rooted in my faith and constantly renewing my mind and working on my identity and reminding myself of who I am, that I'm chosen, that I'm favored, that I'm blessed, that I'm grateful so I do spend a good chunk of time every single day, usually in the morning, it doesn't always happen in the morning. Actually, that would be a life I said every single day. So most days, I do spend a good chunk of time, you know, reading and just affirming who God created me to be and the woman that he's created me to be. And that's been, I think, the game changer for me. And, and I've done business without him. I know what that's like. And just having that faith and having my own faith and something to hang on to and someone to hang on to has been like life-changing for me. Absolutely. Number three, I think would be to really stay plugged in. I try to stay plugged in as best I can with my team, not just the team, the organization that I have, but with the team as a whole and the vision of the company and the vision that we're all going in. And we do have Facebook groups for that and things like that. So again, that takes it back to leveraging social media—good old social media, yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of how I met. Well, actually, no, I met you at an event, but um, it's how we yeah. stayed connected. So,
0: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Hawaii, Colorado—that's yeah, crazy. In corner from each other. <laughs> it's a few clicks away. Yeah. Instead of being, it's down the street. Exactly. No, it's a click away. Yeah,
1: yeah. And yeah. that's that's the beautiful. Like when I came in, we were doing home parties all the time. And I remember my first home party that I threw is my first and last. One person showed up and they came late. They were about a half an hour late. And I had all my leaders there and they were ready to do these presentations. And I felt horrible that just one person showed up. And um so it's pretty cool now. I mean, like you said, it's just you're just one click away. You know, it's like you're right around the corner from my house and we can get on these FaceTime and Zoom meetings and things like that. And These Facebook groups and things. So I've also leveraged Facebook groups. Those have been super pivoting in my business and the system that we've created for the team and for prospects to come and take a look. So you, if you're a prospect, you don't even have to leave your home anymore, which is cool because I used to hate getting invited as well. So
0: okay, so I'm gonna tell a quick story here (laughs) because you're talking about the this whole concept about leaving home, home parties, mm-hmm. home meetings, whatever they you know, whatever we did. Mm-hmm. I started my career many years ago, over twenty-seven years ago. I was in a direct sales company, more home party, mm-hmm. definitely more home party type company. And it was home party, home party, home party. I didn't even realize at the time that I was one of the highest producing people doing home parties until I was the only winner of a contest that the company ran annually. Wow. For example, like the companies that are out there right now who offer these big trips that you go somewhere Mm -hmm. and you, you know, whatever, all expense paid trips to wherever. Well, just imagine there's only one winner that gets to go. Mm -hmm. So I was that one winner and the only reason why was because it was a do or die. Like I had to work. I was the sole provider for my kiddo and it was, it was necessary that I had to get out there and work on a constant basis. So almost every single night I was out doing a party and I was always excited. Like I I just loved hanging out out with people. So it was a win-win for me in both ways, but that was way back when, when we didn't have social media, when we actually connected with people. Yeah. Well, fast forward to almost eight years ago when we got involved in our first network marketing company in between. So there was nothing in between. So 27 years ago and eight years ago. So 20 years of nothing. And at the time, my son was 10 years old. I have a ten, I had a 10-year-old at home and a 14-year-old at home and then my my oldest son out of the house. And I remember kind of just jumping into that exact same thing that I was familiar with. It was... Go do those home meetings. Go do those home meetings. Get an opportunity, whether it's at a library, whether it was at somebody's home, whether it was at a real estate office, wherever I would show up. And six years into building my business, and I did did grow quick quickly, and I did hit a six figure income in eighteen months. It was not without a price, mm-hmm. and. When my 16-year-old, I went into his room one night and we were talking and he was crying. He was having a really tough night. He then just said these words and it forever changed me. But he said, one day I had a mom and the next day you were gone. Wow. And that was when I said, there is no way I can sell this to anyone. Mm -hmm. This is not a dream. Yeah, This is a nightmare. Yeah. And I had made the decision to be a stay-at-home mom and to work from home. And for the most part, that's what I did. I was a designer and a professional organizer. But when network marketing came in, I just jumped right into the same... Called the same saddle, the same seat that I was familiar with, mm-hmm. but that was something I could not sell again. There, I could not look another woman, another mother in the face and say, "You should do this with me." <laughs> um, no, it was never going to happen. And I went to figuring out social media. I said, "There has to be a better way." You know, we say there is a better way. Network marketing is a better way. Well, yep. I knew there had to be a better way. Yeah, and um, yeah, it was it was learning and and rediscovering. So old dogs can learn new tricks for sure. <laughs> I love that. So, I think that the industry right now is perfectly prime and one of our other guests that we'll be having on uh, on this podcast is someone who many years ago started building her network marketing business from her home long before the social media world. But, uh, yeah, because she couldn't leave, she wasn't able to. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm really looking forward to people hearing that story as well. Cause it's not that you have to go do those home parties anymore. And I think that that's, um, I wouldn't want anybody to, I wouldn't want people to feel the need that you had to uproot your, your, um, your life and your schedule just to make that all work. Not, not that we can't work hard and not that our children can't learn to adjust, But working as hard as we were working and giving up as much as we were giving up Mm -hmm. was too much of a price. And you you cannot get that back.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Yay to social media. (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Mark Zuckerberg.
0: And, and there is the right way and the wrong way. And maybe if you want to just touch on some of that a little bit for people to understand like how they can actually use social media, what is the right way and what is the wrong way? Yeah. To use so it.
1: I would love to actually, cause I see this a lot and it really, really like I, when I see it, I'm like, Oh gosh, this poor person doesn't know better. But I say that. And I think that because that's what we used to be taught to do. And I think back then when network marketers first started using social media as a platform to promote opportunities and products and things like that, it was just kind of spamming people and posting your events all over your wall and kind of being that infomercial of buy my product and join my business. And I still see that today, but I think the shift comes from really one, adding value to people people connect and people want people come to social media for entertainment to learn something or to or to be inspired i think in my personal opinion that's why i'm on there and then just to be nosy and see what everybody else is up to
0: give an example give an example of what adding value would mean give give them an example of what that looks like
1: i i I'm always constantly like thinking, how can I inspire someone today? How can I be of value to this person today? To, to, and when I say to someone or the person, I'm I'm thinking about the person that comes to my page or that's scrolling through their no, newsfeed and, and they stumble upon my post or they see my post. What can I add to their life? So for example, I shared a few months ago, and I, I share this because it's just the first thing that comes to to the top of, to, to, to mind is, um, while I was in Vegas, I shared my testimony of coming out of drug addiction and into network marketing. And a lot of people that follow me now, they don't know, they don't see me. They don't know me as who I was before. They just met me, you know, in the past five or six years. So they know me as Tihani, this Christian, uh, business owner, network marketer. So when, when they hear my story or when they see what I've been through, it's like, wow, that's really inspiring to me. I can really connect with that. Wow, this inspires me to go out there and be better and do better. So things like that, you know, things that will something that'll inspire people, something that will teach them something. I did like for example, just something super easy. I did an, an inst I got an instant pot. My mother-in-law <laughs> bought me an instant pot and I was so excited for it. And it was my first time cooking in it. It sat in my kitchen for like two weeks because I was so nervous to unwrap the box. And if you have an instant pot out there, any, any of the listeners, you'll probably know what I mean, because I've read about it. People just let their Instant Pot sit, because it's kind of intimidating. It's kind of intimidating. So anyways, I did my first recipe on Facebook Live. And people loved it. They were commenting and asking for the recipes and inboxing me. And so even it doesn't have to be anything super profound, it can be something as simple as come and cook with me in my kitchen and watch my Facebook Live, and let's interact and have a conversation. And share food recipes and things like that. So
0: I was laughing because I was going to say, I do not own one of these (laughs) mysterious Instapots. Although I think there's like, I I think I'm a part of an Instapot Facebook group. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) So for all of you Instapot users, I'm a part of your group, but I do not own one of these. (laughs) And I think I got invited. I don't know by who, but maybe it's somebody, maybe I have one on the way. I don't know um, I will have to, I'll have to pay attention a little bit more and see what's going on in that community. So go ahead and, and, and go ahead and go a little bit more into like how to use this whole Facebook, yeah. um, and, and other social platforms if you use them and, and curious to know what social platforms other than Facebook do you use if you do? Yeah.
1: So, um, Facebook is kind of my main priority. I do enjoy, um, Instagram a little bit more cause it's a little bit more real time, a little more interactive. There's Instagram stories now where people can kind of get a behind the scenes look of what your life is like so I, I and what your real personat- personality is like I share I mean you only get snippets of, of, of someone's life on a Facebook live and even in Instagram stories or on a post so people are always you know taken aback by my I have this kind of goofy personality once in a while that comes out and Um, So I do show that a little more on my Instagram story. So I've been having a lot of fun with that and just kind of figuring out what that platform is like. Because I think the different platforms are, you know, have different ways that we can use them. And if you're using that platform, it's almost kind of like a different language. Like Instagram is very much a visual platform. I used to post like any and everything that I thought was interesting to me, like my shake or my coffee or a mountain or whatever it was and not the best quality photos. So instead, I've kind of shifted. If you go to my Instagram t- at Tihani for Instagram.com forward slash at Tihani forward slash Tihani there are two ways I've learned that people see your, your, your profile. It's when they click on your actual profile and end up on your, on your page, your Instagram feed. Or it's they see your feed through their newsfeed as they're scrolling up and down. And so thinking about that and learning about that, it's what story do I want to tell when people see my posts and when they come to my profile? So if you look at my profile, it's a lot of faith-based, of course. It's a, a lot of, I do share a lot about my story of being torn between Christianity and business and uh, my, my my faith and my business and things like that. But I do share a lot of the joy that comes with being in this space. So you'll see a lot of smiling pictures. You'll see my husband a lot. You'll see that I love coffee and I am pro filter. I am pro editing. I don't mind that at all. When I see somebody taking time to really make sure that their feed looks a certain way, there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's I love you yeah, I think it's being intentional like being intentional with what you want to put out and how you want people what story you're tr- trying to share with people so I think that's super important on Instagram and I'm just kind of getting my bearings in that so yeah
0: your your Instagram feed is beautiful <laughs> and I too I am when when you talk about just getting your bearings you do have a couple thousand followers, which is great. Mm-hmm. I'm just getting started in my journey, both for our Brilliantista um, community, as well as my own personal. I think the funny thing is, is I'm always torn. Cause like you said, you know, Oh, everybody's telling you raw, you know, no filter, no filter. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm a creative. Mm-hmm. I love filters. Filters are cool. <laughs> yeah,
1: and It's, 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 it's so, the platform. It, it wouldn't be there. Otherwise those filters and things like that wouldn't be there if it wasn't a part of, what the platform is trying to do. So I always say like, you know, it's okay to filter your, your pictures and things like that and edit them, but never, ever, ever filter your story. That's my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what I, what I've kind of built around my, my platforms. I'm just mostly active on Facebook and social, I mean, on Facebook and Instagram. So I love that.
0: Never filter your story. Yes, yes, yes. Can we quote that? Yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> that will de- that will definitely be a quote in this post. That is for sure. So, I want to wrap up with I don't want to say it's not a back to the future. I guess it's kind of a back to the future. Mm-hmm. Fast forward in your life 5 years from now. That 5-year wiser Tahani who is getting ready to tell the story of who she was 25 years ago. So the today, she's going to tell the story of Tahani today and who Tahani is and what she's doing to impact other people's lives. Mm -hmm. What is she going to say?
1: I want to be telling the story of, I'm just someone that's trying to figure this out. And you and I were talking earlier about, um, being in this uncomfortable place, building a business and, and this unfamiliar territory. And I'm learning that, you know, even in the times where I want to revert to, uh, maybe I just won't do that today. And And there are a lot of days where I'm just like, I completely fail. So I think the biggest thing is, it's something that I look for every day. What did I fail at today, so that I can learn to be better tomorrow? You know, when I look back five years from now, and I'm Looking back at the person that I that I am today, it's, you know, I'm somewhat a woman that is really working through the ugly and working through the mess and being totally okay with it, totally okay with it. And I think just being able to give myself grace to grow and giving other people grace to grow. I think if five years from now I can look back and see that that's what I'm doing, then I will be totally content with the woman and and that that's really what I'm doing now anyway. So I'll be totally content with the woman that I'm becoming and the woman that I that I am and the woman that I was.
0: First off, talk about an easy interview. I I love it when people just know themselves and you definitely know yourself. And I love the fact that as you said, you're not filtering your words. If 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 any woman who is listening to this podcast right now Who can confidently say, I've got this and I'm doing it. I know what I'm doing every step of the way and I feel 100% confident. Well, I am just gonna say, Congratulations. Myself, I'm rooting for that day, but I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily wanna be at that point because, like you said to honey, we're figuring it out. And what did we mess up today that we can learn from and make better tomorrow? And even if we don't make it better tomorrow, right we're we're still learning absolutely
1: absolutely like mm-hmm. i said it's giving yourself that grace to be where you are and being okay with it or being not okay with it and just mm-hmm. being in just being in that moment i think is so important yeah
0: well you are definitely somebody i'm going to follow mm-hmm. so i'm going to actually spell tahani's instagram as well as her name out so it's Tahani, it's T-I-H-A-N-E, that's Tahani, and her last name is D-E-K-N-E-E-F, and you can follow her on Instagram and on Facebook, and just let her pour out all the love that she has, because that's that's all her feed is. I mean, it's beautiful, and it's beautifully written, and definitely love your filters. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's been an honor. This, I mean, talk about you making it easy and asking good questions and being able to really bring that out in people. I think you really have a gift for that. So, thank you.
0: Well, I just want anyone who is brave enough to join us as we get started on this Brilliantista podcast and this Brilliantista journey. I just thanking you guys so much and of course we would love for you to subscribe to our channel and we'll get into that a little bit more and i'll give you some of those details but i want to thank our guest over and over and over again for taking out her time today and hopefully inspiring you to to not filter your words and to love yourself and and to ask for guidance and Tahani, I'm with you to do something alone is no fun, but to know that you always have somebody there and whoever that somebody is, Mm -hmm. whoever you raise your hands to, um, just know you're not alone. You are never, ever, ever alone. And we, we're here for you if no one else. So thank you so much for joining me and any last words that you want to share with the, with our audience.
1: You know what? I just I just want to thank you all for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being you. And like um, Sherry said, if anything, I had someone that saw what I couldn't see in myself. And if you ever need that, reach out to me. Reach out to Sherry. We would love to partner with you and and just to to really um, walk with you in your journey. Whether we're just friends or chatting on Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is, um, you do have a tribe and you do have a community of women that that just want the best for you. So thank you, Sherry, for having me.
0: Oh, Tani, I love you. I love you too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to bye for now on this podcast and we'll see you all soon. Thanks for listening to the Brilliantista podcast. If you love the show and have a moment, please let us know by leaving a review or subscribe to the podcast. Truly, this would mean the world to me and my team. And remember, ladies, share this with your friends because that's what friends do. If you want to stay connected, go to brilliantista.com and join our Facebook group. You can also find me on social media at Sherry Custer or Brilliantista on all platforms. Most importantly, I hope you heard something today that inspires you to elevate your brilliance. Bye for now, Brilliantista. We'll be back next week.